The following audio program may contain content not suitable for some humans. Listener discretion is advised. Let me introduce you to the elephants in the room. The things people wonder about me when they meet me, but are usually too afraid to ask. My name is Persephone. I'm a voice actor, a writer, and the creator of the hit audio drama series, Emperor Pigs. I'm also an atheist. I'm a nudist. I'm multiracial. I'm a transgender woman. I was sexually assaulted as an infant. And that's not the half of it. In a world thick with bullshit, we need someone who can call bullshit. Not the half of it Sometimes you just need to vent Especially when all of your patience is spent And well, that's not the half of it That's not the half of it Persephone. Special thanks to Megan Rose Scott for the incredible theme song. Listen to her latest album, You, Me, on Spotify or wherever you get your music. You can learn more about her at MeganRoseScott.com. When people hear I'm transgender, the first thing most folks want to know is, Well, what kind of genitals do you have? As a society, I'd like to think we've generally gotten better about not blurting this out, but some of you aren't really whispering about it as quietly as you think you are. Anyway, keep listening, and I'll tell you all about my penis in a bit. Being transgender in our current world is complicated, probably because no one really understands what transgender is. To be fair, No one really understands what gender is either. We've all been trying to figure this out, as a species, since the dawn of humanity, and we still can't make up our minds. Every culture and every time period has had wildly different interpretations of what it means to be a man, woman, or something else. India legally recognizes Hitra as a third gender, Several Native American cultures embrace two-spirit individuals. The Bougainese people of Indonesia recognize five distinct genders. And there are numerous reports of Facebook acknowledging somewhere between 52 and 76 genders. Non-transgender, or cisgender people, constantly blur the lines and redefine their place in society. I'm looking at you, drag queens. And you, women's rights movements. In fact... Every civil rights movement can be boiled down to one simple thesis. We are not who, or what, you say we are. We are who we say we are. And we deserve equal rights. It's about the right of self-determination. Defining our identities for ourselves, and not simply being who society says we are. But somehow... Despite these civil rights movements happening over and over and over with different populations of marginalized people, as a species, we still don't seem to get it. On a daily basis, I find myself 
inundated with uninformed articles and opinions proclaiming that all transgender people are pedophiles, that we have no place in sports or athletics, that we are mentally ill and trying to spread that illness to children. How short-sighted are these views, though? Humanity has existed on this planet for thousands of years in increasingly varying forms. We know that gender is a different set of arbitrary expectations that vary from culture to culture, and yet somehow the mentality prevails that any divergence from those expectations is a dangerous perversion that will somehow cause serious harm to children? Speaking of serious harm done to children, let's talk about the sexual assault I endured as an infant. This is actually something that's really difficult for me to discuss, because people often scoff at me for it, or tell me I'm being dramatic, or accuse me of not knowing what I'm talking about, and telling me I wasn't really sexually assaulted. That is because I was born into a culture that considers the practice of routine infant genital mutilation, also known by the common euphemism circumcision, a health benefit. We're talking, of course, about the forced surgical procedure of removing the foreskin from a baby who is not capable of providing consent. Some doctors have even reportedly given babies erections prior to cutting. This surgical procedure is so prevalent in the United States that most of the population is generally ignorant on what a foreskin actually is. In school, my sexual education classes simply bypassed any discussion of the foreskin. It wasn't even shown in the diagrams of the penis, as if it just didn't exist. I didn't really begin to understand what had been done to me until 2014, when looking into sex reassignment surgery turned into months of tangential obsessive research about this enigmatic foreskin. As a kid, I was actually told that my foreskin had been removed because it was an unnecessary vestigial flap of excess skin. And of course, at the time, I had no reason to doubt the wisdom of my elders. It actually turns out that the foreskin is hardly a vestigial flap at all. In fact, it's a protective sheath that keeps the glands, the tip of the penis, moist, and it minimizes friction during intercourse. Yep, all those times I'd come away from sex with little cuts on my penis or caused pain to my partner actually turned out to be on me and had nothing to do with them not being wet enough. The easiest analogy is to imagine a marker and its cap. What happens to the tip of the marker when the cap is lost? The foreskin also contains tens of thousands of sensitive nerve endings that are just completely lost when removed. In other words, I will never know what sex with undamaged genitals is supposed to feel like. By 2014, my glands had been completely exposed to the elements for over two decades. It had become rough, calloused, and laden with tiny cracks. But how was I to know that wasn't the normal condition of the penis? I'd had my share of physicals, and no doctor ever said anything seemed off about it. Deeper exploration of my penis led me to yet another frightening conclusion. Only one tiny spot on my penis is actually capable of of experiencing pleasure, a tiny speck on the underside, just below the head, 
where what's left of my frenulum resides. I hadn't realized it before because it resides in an area that generally doesn't get neglected in traditional intercourse. Oh boy, was I fucking pissed when I finally put all this together. So why do we even do this? The classic justifications make no sense and do not hold up to scrutiny. It protects against HIV. So does a condom. It's more hygienic. Teach your kids how to wash their penis. Should be a part of the standard shower routine anyway. He needs to look like his father. That's just plain shallow. Other kids will make fun of him. Would you refuse to let your kid wear glasses or get braces because other kids will make fun of them? Besides, your kid probably shouldn't be playing strip poker yet anyway. He's less likely to get penile cancer. You're also less likely to get tongue cancer if you cut half your tongue off. Come the fuck on. It's a covenant with God and my religious right. Sorry, but your freedom of religion does not include making irreversible body modifications to a baby. Your child also has religious rights, and should they make the choice to have that covenant when they are old enough to fully understand the risks, so be it. I've spent the last six years practicing foreskin restoration. There are many ways to do this, and it's certainly a topic I intend to revisit more thoroughly in another episode. I have used primarily a manual tugging regimen designed to stimulate mitosis through tension, and I've worn a comfortable retainer called a Manhood Restorer, a product I cannot recommend enough if you are considering foreskin restoration. Check it out at manhoodcanada.com. I am proud to say that I now have grown enough skin to keep my glands fully covered, even when I'm not wearing a manhood. While my new foreskin will never regain the lost nerve endings, my glands is shiny smooth, and sex feels better than it ever did before. After everything I've been through with my penis, I've decided I actually don't mind keeping it. It doesn't really make me any less of a woman, and I'm fearful of another surgery down there potentially going wrong. It should also go without saying that every person's experience is unique, and not all transgender women feel the same way about their genitals, or about anything necessarily, than I do. <sighs> but now that you know all about my penis, we can comfortably discuss other topics. Can't wait to see you on the next episode of Not the Half of It. Be sure to rate the show and continue the conversation on Twitter at Persephone106, Podchaser, or in the Postal Roach Discord server. We're in the channel called The Void Persephone Shouts Into. You can support Not the Half of It and get early access to episodes by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash postalroach or by sending as many one-time donations as you'd like to paypal.me slash persephonerose. Not the Half of It is written and produced by Persephone Rose. Theme song by Megan Rose Scott. Visit us on the web at postalroach.com slash not half. Production copyright 2020 by Postal Roach. Sometimes you just need to vent, especially when all of your patience is spent. And well, that's not the half of it. That's not the half of it.
seat. Have a seat, class. And let Fernand educate you. From executive producer Persephone Rose. We've all got something we're dealing with here, and sometimes things get rough. In a city populated by monsters and demons. I want six pizzas topped with your freshest sacrificed goat comes the story of a pizzeria that also sells weed. Hey G-Man, you got any new butt flavors? One crew must face unprecedented challenges. Let me talk to your manager. Anything with meat on it. You are definitely overcharging me. Of all the terrible customer service atrocities, we just have to push through and try our best. Let the transference of spirits begin. As the dough rises, just what kind of business are you running around here, huh? And an empire falls. We didn't order any stinking pizza. Hey, wait. What shop did you say you were from again? You weren't really going to kill him, are you? I told him you'd be nothing but trouble. Imagine my surprise when it turned out I was right. Hey, boss. Fernie's gone and lost as another driver. Get me my silver bullet gun! No! My offspring have a basic right to eat. You are under arrest on cross-dimensional terrorism charges. We have extensive evidence linking you to massacres in at least six distinct universes. <laughs> Postal Roach Audio proudly presents Emperor Pigs, Pizza, and Sigs. Believe it or not, we've dealt with worse situations around here. EmperorPigs.com